0: Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. The Queer James Bond Podcast. I'm Andrew Wheeler, and I'm Shane Harlan. On this episode, the '80s called, and they want Sean Connery back. It's the other Thunderball movie, the one that brought Connery back to his most famous role for one last go-around. Never say never again. Before we get into it, Shane, have you been up to anything very bootleg Bondy this week? Bootleg. That's so <laughs> true. Uh, well.
1: Uh, I, very much like Bond, am trying to learn a new language. Uh, oh. It is such a fad, but like half of the world, <laughs> I am now on Duolingo. I mean, again, I tried to learn French years ago, uh, right. but now I've decided to branch out. I'm going to try and learn Japanese. I've got a few other friends doing uh, the same. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a fun time. It's a great way to make yourself feel smart for 15 minutes every day. Uh, right. Right. and beyond that I mean we talked pretty recently and we spent some time together this week so the only (laughs) other thing that I haven't really done or talked about is that 10 years post-release, I finally saw the Twilight Saga for the very first time. Why? (laughs) I don't know. I think I was convinced into it uh, because I'd been watching True Blood, and so we were going on a vampire kick. Uh, (laughs) And, oh my god, talk about films that don't hold up, with themes that are disturbing, uh, and they're children's movies, question mark? Uh, (laughs) It was an interesting experience one of the movies is entirely a dream sequence like yeah. it's just <laughs> it's bizarre but I will <sighs> say getting to see Kellen Lutz uh, in his prime was fun uh, mm-hmm. uh, what Taylor Lautner also I mean shirtless for Fills 90% yeah, absolutely. Uh but <laughs> oh my god. All problematic. The relationships that everyone has with each other makes my, made my skin crawl. Uh very interesting to watch it 10 years later, I suppose. Uh, and have you watched a- it-
0: Interview with a Vampire yet, Jane? No,
1: I haven't. <laughs> oh god's sake. I know I haven't watched that or <laughs> Slow Horses, so I'm like But you know, I I finally finished Twilight so I can move on to other things oh, in great. my life. Great. Yeah,
0: the important stuff is done.
1: Yeah, it's out of the way. Now, okay, moving on to 2012. Where were we?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, what about you, Andrew? What's the most borderline bond thing you've done this week? Uh, well,
0: drinking. It's been quite a lot of drinking oh. this week. <laughs> um, tell me about it. <laughs> well, listen, we're we're both a little hungover today. Um but the movie doesn't deserve our best. So we're <laughs> fine with it. We've made that decision. You're um, getting 90% instead of 100. That's right. That's right. I've also, of course, been been uh, fiddling with the Duolingo. I, I did it about 10 years ago as well, and I don't remember it being as sort of gamified as it is now mm. but actually works really well i think like it's it's quite they've built a lot of things into the into the the app that make you want to keep coming back um and I oh yeah like i've actually, never had a 14 day streak before but here i am yeah yeah and and i do feel like i'm actually learning so that's good i mean we'll see if we if we keep it up, but the other day when you came over to to hang out, there was three of us sitting around the dinner table, all playing Duolingo in <laughs> different languages. Ba-ding, ba-ding. <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're in the like the the crush stage where we're really like hooked but, the candy but we'll crush see. stage
1: you mean yeah the,
0: yes that's right that's right <laughs> um the other thing i I've wrapped up a script this past week a, a, a comics project that hasn't been announced yet mm. um but i had like a, a diving scene in it so i've put instructions <gasps> to the artist to look up thunderball uh and and bring that wetsuit look back ah! for, for, for the lead character we'll see we'll see if it makes it through editorial and, and all the way but, but uh um, it's been nice to to have, you know, to, checking in on the Bond movies gives me a lot of inspiration for the kinds of stories that I want to write as well. So, mm-hmm. um, listeners, readers, you may get to see little touches of, uh, of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in there.
1: That's so exciting, and uh, you <laughs> you couldn't have found a better reference point.
0: No, absolutely. Now, for every episode of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, we recommend a cocktail that matches the theme of the episode or maybe just our hungover mood. This week, Shane, is your January too dry for cocktails?
1: <laughs> Andrew, you know it isn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I am trying to cut back my drinking this January. We'd all like, when I decided I was going to do a quote unquote dry January, uh, I knew that I was going to build in a few days into it, including our friend Levi's birthday last night and Robbie Burns Day on January 25th. So uh, in honor of dry January, however, I've decided to do a virgin Caesar today after a very (laughs) spicy real Caesar last night. Uh, So (laughs) what I did was uh, rimmed a glass with some salt and pepper and added ice. And then my own personal uh, cocktail includes generous, generous dashes of Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire Mm -hmm. shot a quarter or half teaspoon of horseradish, uh, a good dash of pickle brine, a couple splashes of Tabasco or any other hot sauce you have lying around, uh, but not too much. Uh, And then you fill that glass with Mott's Clamato juice, garnish it with a pickle, a green bean, a pepperoncini pepper, a pepperoni stick, of course, classic celery and a lime wedge. And there you go. You've got a delicious Caesar. And if you really want to make it a classic, just add a couple ounces of premium premium vodka before the clamato
0: yes we we had uh some some strong caesars last night and um mm
1: in more ways than one. I I grabbed a bottle of hot sauce just to add a little extra kick uh, but it didn't without really testing it first without even testing it. I'm <laughs> I'm wild like that. That's the most bondiest thing I did this week actually. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that there was no stopper on the hot sauce, so my one dash turned into a, a you know
0: a a good percentage of the bottle going into my drink. <laughs> And it was El, y- El Yucateco uh, habanero hot sauce. It wasn't some penny ante tabasco. It was, it was the good stuff. But yeah, they do not, they do not build those bottles for, for dashing. <laughs> they seem to
1: think. No, that no, no, no.
0: Anyone who's using El Yucateco will just like glug it in. And, um, that, that was. A, a poor judgment on our part, I think.
1: Well, it was delicious.
0: <laughs> I will say
1: that. I, I like a hot sauce. I like that yeah, heat. Yeah. Um, but did I finish that drink? No, I did not. It it became a bit too much after a while.
0: <laughs> Even after I tried to dilute it with more Clamato juice.
1: I, I mean, that got me through the other half, of uh, like <laughs> a, another good half a glass.
0: <laughs> Speaking of suffering. We have Yo. so much to talk about Let's do it <laughs> Let's oh, let's
1: get into it
0: Good to see you Mr. Bond Things have been awfully dull round here I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence I certainly hope so too That was a clip from the trailer for Never Say Never Again The 1983 Bond movie from director Irvin Kirshner Starring Sean Connery, Klaus Maria Brandauer Barbara Carrera, Kim Basinger and Bernie Casey Never Say Never Again is adapted from Fleming's novel Thunderball. However, Thunderball, in turn, is based on a movie treatment that Fleming developed with two screenwriters, Kevin McClory and Jack Whittingham. On that basis, McClory successfully sued for the right to make a new adaptation of the novel, making Never Say Never Again one of only two unofficial Bond movies alongside 1967's Casino Royale. Funny how they both hold up in equal measure. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, the producers were able to lure Sean Connery back to play the role for the first time since 1971's Diamonds Are Forever by offering him bucket loads of cash. Despite Connery saying he would never play the role again, uh, that statement gave this film its title, as Connery's wife, Micheline, uh, said, Never say never again. Um, she even gets a credit for coming up with the title, which is oh, that's I mean, that's that's nice. Yes. <laughs> probably a, a producer's fee or something. She's kind. Um, the film was well received by critics at the time of release. What? Surprisingly. What? Um, it was the eighties. No one had taste. Uh, but as a rogue Bond movie, it has a bad reputation among fans. Shane, would you say that you've had a sceptical, nay, distant relationship with this movie?
1: Yes, let's move on. No, I'm. Kidding. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I remember uh,
1: discovering this movie on my first watch through of the Bond franchise, and and from the start, it it's jarring. It is not like the others. Uh, there are things that like remind you that it's a Bond movie, but really, it could just be an action movie in the eighties, almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it didn't hold up then. It doesn't hold up now. Uh, It really feels like an outlier in so many ways. This is, I think, the only, only the second time I've ever watched it all the way through. I have seen, like, I've seen bits of it on TV. I've uh, looked for clips of it that stuck in my mind. Uh, But, yeah, this was, like, truly a start to finish for the second time for me. (laughs) Um.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's such an odd experience. Like the the more you know Bond, the odder the movie becomes. I think because yeah, when I first would have seen it, it would have just been on TV, and it's a Bond movie, and I I wouldn't have known that it was like not part of the official kind despite mm. all the things that the, that should the, clue
1: you in, yeah. Yeah.
0: But like when you're a kid you don't you don't notice those things. You're just like, well this is a weird Bond movie. Yeah. Um, literally the fact that it has characters with the same names as characters in another Bond movie should have been yeah. a clue, but I feel like <laughs> no, I, I didn't have that kind of object permanence. Um so I would
1: I would love to introduce this movie to a person who's not seen any or many Bond films and just see what they have to say. We are way too <laughs> deep into this now to have some objective viewpoints right <laughs> yeah yeah it's true
0: we, we, we can't be fair to this movie but also this movie maybe doesn't deserve
1: fairness mm.
0: <laughs> let's uh let's unpack
1: let's dive into that this movie <laughs> opens on the song never say never again performed by Lonnie Hall as the camera sweeps across swampland James Bond sneaks into a villa hacienda where he rescues a hostage but she stabs him in the stomach <gasps> The incident is revealed
0: to be a training
1: exercise.
2: Mm.
0: Great. Yeah, let's I, talk about this damn song. I mean, I'm. <laughs> it's terrible. It's an awful song. Bonnie Tyler it. was the original <laughs> artist approached to sing this, and oh. uh, and she turned it down because the song was crap. Like she says, I didn't want to sing that. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is yeah. a blessing and a curse because I would love to have had a Bonnie Tyler Bond song, even if it was on an unofficial Bond movie. But she, I don't think even she could have brought anything to this train wreck of a song
1: it's true um, i kind of like the chorus but honestly but the whole never, song never this entire intro never
2: again, never
1: yeah. It. yeah it's catchy. yeah yeah that's catchy <laughs> but if that's what like i if that's what we're going to latch on to ooh, it's rough uh yeah the whole intro is laughable including the song
0: i will say lanny hall who is not particularly well known uh But she is married to Herb Alpert, who plays trumpet on this song, and I think on the score, which means that the two bootleg Bond movies are linked through their music because Alpert wrote and performed a theme for 67's Casino Royale. Isn't that strange? Wow,
1: that is such a strange connection. You have to, like, this whole thing is a fuck you to the franchise in so (laughs) many ways, right down to the title. It just, all of it does not bode well for its
0: success in my mind. (laughs) Um, was the audio warped when you were watching this? Uh, like the, over I, I, the watched, song? I watched it on
1: Crave, which so by the way, I. it is leaving on February 24th. So good timing oh, to watch no. it now. Oh no, <laughs> we're never going to see it again. Um, <laughs> it, uh, I, I, was I just not paying close enough attention or was it the eighties of it that yeah, I, it I assumed the that the warping bit. was intentional?
0: <laughs> Maybe that's just how music was back then.
1: Maybe. All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Plot. Bond's gun clearly firing blanks. Uh, so immediately taken out of whatever this action scene is. Uh, and then it turns out that this is all just really great CCTV footage. Uh, I, I, I love that movie trope where we cut to the CCTV and it is just the film. Like (laughs) that we had a third director on the set of this,
0: of this battle. (laughs) It's such a weird, I mean, yeah, the fake out of it being a training exercise when you've seen him choke a guy and and the guy like seemed to fall down dead. Like, I don't know how you fake that. Right. And yeah, then there's this weird thing with the the hostage is a woman tied to a bed. Oh, I hate that. We're literally going to start with a woman tied to a bed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of women in this movie and and oh my god it's so gross. Like, I mean the they, fact they...
1: that 1965's Thunderball does a better job at re- of female representation in film. Yeah. Oh
0: yikes. There's there's a lot to unpack. Um but uh yeah let so in the next scene M scolds Bond for t- failing this training exercise and that's how we find out it's a training exercise. Mm-hmm. Um it's also how we meet M. The who uh, is
1: very young.
0: Yeah, I guess that was kind of the vibe is like, they're kind of going for a bit of a, uh, new broom sort of thing. Cause he literally, like, Connery's Bond is saying, Oh, my predecessor, this or your predecessor, that. And it's like, wait, <laughs> that they're, they're trying to pretend that, that this, this is, is the same, same universe. Yeah, mm, yeah. Rude, very rude. Um, and yeah, Ed, Edward Fox as M is playing a sort of modern, uh, Take on the role, someone that doesn't believe in the double O's and is shutting it down, which is all stuff we've seen in the sort of the more recent movies, um, especially with the C character, but mm. uh, not really explored in great depth here. Uh, I will say Edward Fox here; he is part of the Fox acting dynasty, um, which is vast. There have been, you know, his father was a, a, a an actor, his children, his uh, sadly Lawrence Fox is also part of that family. He's the sort of Brexit twat. That lingers on, on uh Twitter all the time. But also Freddie Fox, who you will see playing Webb in Slow Horses, if you oh. ever watch Slow Horses. <laughs> I'll get there. Uh <laughs> oh that's exciting.
1: Um I found Connery's performance already as limp as the wig <laughs> he is wearing. The the wig, the eye makeup. Oh, so weird. Uh, and he's so, and he's so tanned compared to everyone else. I mean, he always was a little like darker skinned in even in the '60s, but here it's like, oh, someone uh, rolled out of his home in Miami Beach to
0: collect a paycheck. <laughs> Honestly, and like how how even old is Sean Connery at this point? Because he, I feel like he looks older than he should. You know, yeah. like the makeup is making him look worse, and the wig is making him look worse. I mean, as we know, because he went on to then like shave his head and 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 be himself and and aged very well he looks so much worse here than he looks in like hunt for red october
1: absolutely it's so uh and that's only a few years later yeah Uh, i guess it feels
0: like a lifetime apart doesn't it it certainly does
1: Uh, I, I was, I will say a little impressed that the writing is a lot closer to the book, but I mean, of course, and Mm -hmm. and that's only if I remember correctly, I haven't finished the book yet. Um, but they are trying to hedge closer to, I guess, Kevin McClory's script, which that should be no surprise.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, he's, he's sort of fighting to get back control of the story, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Money Penny is there. Yeah, a, a simp of a Money Penny. Yeah, so disappointed that this version has nothing to say and nothing
1: no, to do. No witty rapport, no fashion sense either, which just ruins the character. Uh, Bond arrives at Shrubland's Health Spa for a physical.
0: Uh, back to Shrublands. Um, but this time Sean Connery is driving a Rolls Royce, wearing a turtleneck. Uh, hashtag not my Bond. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> there are things that they that, that are in the movies that Kevin McCloy couldn't make a claim to. Um, Aston Martin's being one of them. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't get to come up with that. So, you know, that is true to the Eon Bond movies. So suddenly Bond drives a Rolls Royce instead. Um, there's this gag where the driver is or the the valet sees the world's voice and says oh they don't make them like this anymore We're still in pretty good shape and it's like repeated about bond oh my although- god yeah <sighs> it, it's
1: too meta too, everything is a wink to the camera yeah. and you're not and you must have knowledge that this is a a parody bond movie in some way mm-hmm. uh to understand any of the writing going forward right <laughs> Uh, Oh, my God. And then just as the scene ends, uh, a nurse comes into the room and asks Bond, "Uh, I I need you to fill this beaker with urine. And he says, from here, because he's sitting on the other side of the room and ew but also i laughed really hard <laughs> that beaker is like a pint beaker it's and she a said, gigantic fill, fill. fill this beaker <laughs> H- has anyone ever given a urine test that wrote this film uh because <laughs> that's not how you do it <laughs> no you do not need to fill the beaker <laughs> how many times do i need to go to fill this beaker <laughs>
0: Um, moving on from Beakers of Piss Fatima Blush (laughs) you wish buddy you (laughs) wish (laughs) I've got a monologue about that go on (laughs) Fatima Fatima Blush arrives at a meeting of Spectre agents chaired by Ernst Stavro Blofeld the organization's number one reveals he has hooked a US pilot on heroin to make him pliable and has given him a new eye identical to that of the president (laughs) of the United States I'm really struggling but of course but of course uh I I mean, we'll
1: get, we'll, we'll even be able to dive more into the eye topic later because that's just hinted at here. (laughs) Uh, but it's disturbing in so many ways. Uh, there's absolutely no mystery about who Blofeld is in uh, this version of Thunderball. Uh, he just shows up. He's still got the rights to petting a white cat, I guess. That must have been a McClory thing. Yeah. Uh,. Uh, and I do love the cardigan and glasses on this operative who's on screen. Is it Largo on screen?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I think it is Largo. Or Largo appears on screen at, at some point, but maybe someone right. else is on screen before Largo. Largo looking like a giant baby on the screen. Oh, my. Well, and in the rest of the uh, film, yeah. Right, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so very doughy to, faced very moon Sorry faced. to Carl Maria Brandauer, who I think was a, a gorgeous young man at some point, mm. but, um, yeah, this 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 movie is very much playing into the sort of 80s sleaze ball uh, motif. Yeah, so, uh, and he plays it well. I will say, it certainly um, does. We've got to talk about Barbara Carrera. I mean, we're oh gonna we are going to talk a lot about Barbara Carrera because she is radiant in this movie. Ah, uh, um, she's playing she is Blush.
1: A, truly one of the only high points. And yeah, she yeah. Yeah, from the start, like she's absolutely uh, enchanting. Uh, I think even more so coming up, but yeah, uh, she, she makes her mark here and she will continue to make a mark in every scene she is in. She is life here.
0: She gets the, the, the Lago, um, scene from the, the other mm, movie yes. of, of like arriving late to the meeting and, and going through sort of secret passageways and stuff and is looking gorgeous. Um, there's a metal skull thing that needs to be like operated, I think, to open a door, but we'll later see is also like a telephone or something. I don't know. Uh, there are details that I love. Like the metal skull, lovely. Um, yeah. beautiful cat as well. Very fluffy. Yes. I would die, but uh, beautiful. Beautiful choice of cat. (laughs) Bond is vigorously stretched by nurse Pat Fearing. She visits him in his room and they feast on foie gras and vodka. Bond sees the US pilot, Jack Pitacci, being tortured by Fatima Blush, disguised as a nurse in another room. Bond spies on Jack as he tests his new eye, but is discovered by Blush.
1: Oh my god. This feathered mullet <laughs> on Pat Fearing. Who knew that that was going to come back into fashion specifically? <laughs> uh, but it looks great on her, so I kind of
0: understand it. Yeah, this Pat Fearing gets less to do even than the the Molly Peters Pat Fearing. Um, she's uh, way more incidental, sadly, I feel like. Uh, such 80s eye makeup. Oh, um, yeah. Just a smoky like- eye. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. Um, there's weird ADR where nurse Pat is introduced where the other character or the other nurses are saying, she's not staff. She must be one of those private nurses. What? Or are they saying it about, maybe they're saying about Fatima Blush. That would make more sense. I don't remember Fatima Blush being on screen. So I don't know. It's, but it's very bad ADR. Just, (laughs) and what kind of health
1: facility is this where they don't know who the staff is? Uh, Right. Pat says, I'll have you in 30 minutes. And Bond says, your room are mine. And then there is this smash cut to them <laughs> rocking back and forth. And it yeah. turns out she's like stretching him. But oh my God, it was so disgusting. This was th- the second genuine laugh I
0: had in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what this movie does over and over again is it it's sort of, it's mocking the sexual politics of Bond movies but in a way that is missing that, the that point is worse yeah yeah <laughs> that, that makes it all grosser like a, a worse experience um
1: yeah. i mean at least she was consenting in this scenario there wasn't any like forced <laughs> kissing on her uh but oh uh, it still feels like i don't know There, all of the men who were jerking off behind the camera i'm sure loved all of right. it and it doesn't yeah it makes me feel so uncomfortable
0: absolute vodka do they get like a, <laughs> a a deal on this movie i guess that, absolutely it's, <laughs> it's not a, a an 80s bond movie without a really prominent vodka sponsorship yeah. it <laughs> feels like because um, yeah we get a good shot of the the vodka in the giant hamper of food that somehow bond yeah bring into this health and fitness health facilities um he's offered a meal of lentil delight dandelion salad and goat's cheese all what the hell is a very, lentil delight Oh, quite! <laughs> it <laughs> it seems authentically 80s. Like all of those things, it feels like we were we were mad about in the 80s. Because yes, oh, we hate people who are
1: healthy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> here I and, pick some dandelions out of the grass, eat them.
0: <laughs> I mean, I say this as someone that has goat's cheese and dandelion greens. I mean, that sounds in, actually really in lovely. The, in the yeah. right now, so I could actually whip this up. Uh, I could not whip up the foie gras, but I do love foie gras. Come at me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and speaking of abuse, uh, uh, <laughs> Fatima uh, beating up her patient here. Um just yes. an absolute savage like she's I mean
1: she's, Jack must do
0: as he's told if he wants his fast cars and his pretty clothes I loved right? that line. It's <laughs> one of the more convincing examples of the, of someone being like broken on him in in a Bond movie like yeah. you can understand the, the sort of how the sadism has completely destroyed someone.
1: <laughs> the desperation um, and the, the addiction. Uh, yeah. It's actually pretty well played, this actor doing Jack Pitacci. I, I enjoyed this performance. Uh, maybe it's Fatima doing some uh, heavy lifting here. Uh, but I will say the eye stuff. ooh 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 Do I hate that eye stuff? First <laughs> of all, why couldn't he wear... A contact that was the <laughs> same as the president's eye. Why did he have to get his entire eyeball removed and replaced? Which, by the way, I don't think that works. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, and
0: then the look of it, like the the one eye is like giant
1: and silvery. Eye. Yeah, were we just like getting the grasp of contact lens technology back then?
0: <laughs> no, contact lenses have been around forever. What?
1: Uh, <laughs> okay. Connery playing Bond as some bumbling fool does stick true to the Thunderball nineteen sixty five version, I
0: suppose. Yeah, I mean we've we've given up on the idea of Sean Connery playing a good Bond. No, very early on into, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is.
1: (laughs) We know he can play a good Bond, but he's never been Bond. Is assaulted by an assassin in the gym. They fight, and the assassin dies. So this is apparently
0: Lippy. Um, uh, what this giant brutish man who's played by pat roach who people will remember as the nazi who gets destroyed by a propeller in raiders of Alaska. ah yes yes um, yes you know he would play large goons basically that was his that was his uh sweet spot because he was large and goonish looking uh, yes um uh, we love a large and goon. also very daddy like in this movie <laughs> you know he's he's a hot giant assassin yeah uh, but yeah he, he's credited as lippy so this is where Cant lippy comes into play in this movie i don't think
1: interesting no no i don't <laughs> think so either um do it. Uh, this is the second time where someone gets choked out very quickly. Like, right. did he choke this janitor unconscious, or did he just kill him? Either way, it was very <laughs> quick. Uh, and we weren't meant to ask questions, but here I am asking the question.
0: Yeah, it's it's a training exercise. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no and
1: uh, so Lippy apparently uh, approaches Bond and just drops this weight, which should have broken Bond's
0: collarbone. Yeah. Honestly, it did not look like something you would get up from. Um, no, ow! <laughs> but maybe, maybe most people don't don't know didn't know at this point like much about gyms. It wasn't a thing people <laughs> were doing. Uh, they were doing aerobics, um, as right. we will see oh, yeah. later in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i i have this weird memory of like the scene where he's throwing the the weights at lippy and it's just bouncing off his chest like somehow that is one of the parts of this movie that like when i saw it again i was like oh this is hard deep this, no, <laughs> that yeah. Must be it. yeah yeah this is very deep inside <laughs> me and it's probably awoken something but yeah this whole fight is so goofy like it's so <laughs> yeah. Roger more era it's just all like jokes and stunts and then jokes I mean, and then stunts it,
1: the the set they're running across this checkered floorboard that makes it feel like they're
0: fighting on the set of Clue. It's, <laughs> it's incredible, and they might be like they, there's like a run of incidental characters in the background being like, ooh, old
2: like the Lord. chef
0: being like,
1: panicking Oh my about god, the, the little old lady room. who gives Lippy a thumbs up
0: <laughs> while they're fighting in the common area. Uh, yeah, and and it's not even like good action because Connery is too old to do oh, it. Yeah. And you know they want to show his face some of the time because that's what they paid for um yeah it's it, it's weird there's even this moment where they break into some woman's room uh steal a sheet off her bed and she just lies there curled up motionless in
1: the weird so creepy her face just
0: like yeah it's so creepy it's such a like a should... horror
1: movie like if we were yeah. to like switch like the the direction of the movie and focus on this woman's life we would be terrified <laughs> yeah
0: yeah She's, she's, she's running out into the streets as soon as she <laughs> gains the ability to move.
1: Uh, why does this health spa have a poison closet? <laughs> it's where they keep the dandelion. Ah, um, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, the, I don't know what to say about what happens next, Andrew. All I can say is I was in hysterics. I was... (laughs) I had to pause the film. I was weeping. Tell us what happened, Shane. (laughs) Bond, in this poison closet, grabs the jar labeled as his own piss and he throws it at Lippy's face and seemingly... That is what kills Count Lippy. <laughs> he reacts like, like acid has just been thrown his, in his eyes, screaming, yep. and then he just stops and falls dead. And <laughs> the, the quickest cut reveals that what actually happened is that he backed into a bunch of test tubes and beakers and poisons, yeah. and it and it all smashed over his back, and that's what killed him. But. But the movie wants you to think, for a strangely long time, <laughs> that Bond's piss is toxic and strong enough to kill a man. Which is plausible.
0: I mean, everything else about him is toxic. Andrew! You know, piss. Andrew! <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's no less plausible than the idea of a test tube puncturing that man's back <laughs> and killing him which seems to be what they're actually selling us and it's like, no, I don't think I don't think te- that test tubes are stronger than human bone Like,
1: Oh, not- I uh, I can't I couldn't, I can't and I won't, I was crying, it was too much it's so Fair bad, right. it's so hilarious uh, Honestly the rest of the movie cannot live up to that moment already <laughs>
0: Let's find out. At a U.S. Air Force base, Patachi uses his false eye to replace dummy warheads with real ones on a training flight. After the successful switch, Blush kills Patachi by throwing a snake in his car. I, I, keep <laughs> there's a laughing snake at in my your own car. Recaps, yeah, <laughs> because I'm remembering how stupid this. It's is so, so okay. absurd. Uh, Blush kills Potachi by throwing a snake in his car. Uh-huh, Spectre uh-huh. diverts the warheads into the sea and sends divers to recover them. Oh, it's so
2: oh. thunderbolt. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: alright.
1: Oh god, we're still doing this. Um, <laughs> the. <laughs> Uh, this M really does not like this Bond, but maybe it's because Bond is always talking down to him. uh, Or maybe it's just Connery's laconic way of
0: speaking in this film. Someone thought this was a smart plot to have the guy be like, well, he's been... So, this Patachi guy has been broken and then given this false eye and been given instructions to betray his country um and to do that he has to pretend to be the president of the United States to get his eye scanned so that he can switch out the missile why would the president be the only person cleared to put the nukes on a, a plane like that's not right the president it, can't be running down to the 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 airfield in the event of a nuclear strike like you've got to have gotta have a bit of trust in the old like uh <laughs> Contingency, Contingency planning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And someone at some point should maybe, like, double-check the missiles, like, run a barcode scanner over them. Oh, wait, nope, these ones are nuclear. Uh, send those back. Like, something. I-, I mean, there should be a guard outside that door 24 hours a day, no? Honestly, honestly. Because <laughs> yeah, later in the movie, like, the, the NATO scene, all the people, like, clucking around, panicking about what's gone wrong. And the Americans are like, we have the most state-of-the-art security. It's impossible how anyone got past us. You didn't even have a, someone on the door. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs>
1: oh god uh i will say uh when the nukes are armed uh the computer voice says have a nice day and that's the kind (laughs) of sick joke that you'd almost expect the americans to actually make
0: right (laughs) um yeah it's it's altogether too real uh babs carrara uh She's a great Fatima Blush, but she's no Fiona Volpe. No. You know, we this is the equivalent of the, the sort of the torpedoing the car scene in Thunderball. Um I mean she's I wrote throwing a snake in the car. <laughs> okay. Instead of
1: Fiona Volpe, we have the snake throwing cartoon character <laughs> from the jazz age. What is she wearing? Who is she? <laughs>
0: who is she Um, who is she though she throws a snake in his car that gets him to crash the car she then blows up the car but she does collect the snake first and I was glad to see that and then kisses yeah. the snake repeatedly um <laughs> glad she's so close to her snake honestly like it's it's a humanizing moment
1: uh i love the very 80s graphics of these drone missiles like very clearly uh miniatures on a green screen uh pasted into this film uh, also, I love that, like, this drone is going, you know, maybe a hundred feet over people's <laughs> heads, including children on a beach who yeah. don't bat an eye at these things like screaming above their literal heads.
2: It's in, in the
0: 80s. We were always ready to die. In a, yeah, in a exactly. Just um, this we is a dark a
1: movie. This is a very <laughs> dark movie.
0: uh, there's a missile alert noise going off that makes exactly the same noise as my fridge when you leave the door open (laughs) for too long oh my god it was an (laughs) awful awful noise
1: and I nearly turned off the movie once and for all there
0: (laughs) Uh, there will be plenty more opportunities to want to turn off the movie.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing I did not want to turn off, diving suits that actually show off some skin. It's like they took that note from Thunderball that, <laughs> of, you know, a rubber diving suit that shows off all the legs, and they gave it to everyone this time around.
0: That's right. And I was thinking, oh, how nice that this recovering the missiles uh, underwater scene is so short. What a blessing. Oh, oh. I will, I will. You rue will the rue. day and make yeah. that note. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blofeld informs
1: the NATO nations that they must pay 25% of their GDP to avoid a nuclear strike. Bond is briefed by M. Largo returns to his yacht and reunites with his girlfriend, Domino. He gives her a priceless necklace called the Tears of Allah. I mean, it's it's not a priceless necklace. No, no, this is costume hat. jewelry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I doubt it is either old or expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, and what it actually is is the most ridiculous thing. But we will get to that oh way god. later on in the oh movie. Oh my god, this movie um, is like keeps teasing us on things
1: that is going to happen in a way that I wasn't expecting us specifically not the audience of the film just like our conversation about right. the right yes <laughs> um
0: now max von siddow we all love max von siddow he is an icon but his blofeld is kind of a drag and kind of like yeah. it's hard, hard to take him much, seriously very hard to take him seriously like the way he's dressed the way he's sort of like sitting like a a, a substitute teacher like <laughs> giving this address to nato um He's asking for too much money. Like, most countries would <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, you know what? You only have two nukes. You can't kill all of us. So, hey, okay, we're going to take the chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, like, the whole acronym of SPECTRE, special executive, for what is it? Counter-terrorism? Uh, yes. Revenge and extortion? And he's like, we have fulfilled the terror and extortion part of our name. And if you do not give us the money, then we will move on to the revenge part of our name. <laughs> so- <laughs> this is really a shitty attempt to make a shitty acronym work like it's not good. oh yeah uh
1: also <laughs> the cat looks up at the word revenge and <laughs> like the cat understands the word revenge because it must be repeated so often in that room
0: <laughs> so actually andrew
1: it's a very important
0: part of the acronym specter. oh sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> um we get a lot of national caricature acting in the
1: NATO <laughs> meeting oh god <laughs> I I mean that's this is the least offensive racism in the movie,
0: actually. <laughs> oh, I think we're gonna agree on the most offensive for sure.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> Uh incidental hottie, uh the Tom of Finland sailor who helps Largo out of the helicopter.
0: Oh, I missed him. I I, I would go back, but I won't go back. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, don't
1: worry, the costume does reappear on many incidental hotties later. It is a very like classic sailor suit, stripey
0: hat and all love it love it um so we get kim basinger showing up here as domino oh my god the caption aerobics the caption
1: said (laughs) jazzy music playing and it should have continued jazz routine begins
0: (laughs) (laughs) um i mean this is the 80s They had to do aerobics. Like, I don't think actual Bond even has an aerobic scene in the 80s movies. This is really doubling down on being as 80s as possible. She's Um,
1: wearing the uh, same uh, bodysuit that Deanna Troy wears in that one episode of Star Trek (laughs) uh, The Next Generation.
0: Oh, we all know it. Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) Largo watches his girlfriend dancing through a secret one-way mirror weird like number one she's your girlfriend and number two you're a millionaire like you can pay people to dance for you yeah um Uh,
1: and also just just generally this moon-faced largo is far less threatening and sexy so he he just comes (laughs) off as more of a creep for this than some kind of evil mastermind Right.
0: I mean, maybe it's a good thing that you're less attracted to this Lago, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's <laughs> maybe true.
0: you're not supposed to want to fuck Lago.
1: I guess. Right? Oh, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the costume jewelry is neither old nor expensive, but it does match your eyes
0: nicely. Oh, good. Well, that's something. Yeah. And also, it matches a piece of the coastline of Ethiopia.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happens if I leave you, she teases. No, really, what happens? He says, then I cut your throat. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> Maddie and I
0: have the exact same joke. <laughs> oh, it's so charming. Yeah, <laughs> so lovely. That's love, um, yeah. <laughs> God. I mean, there is something, again, quite grounded about the abusive relationship between these characters. Like, this Largo does genuinely feel like he's written with reference to how abusers talk and act. Um, yeah
2: it's, I'll agree it, you know, it,
0: it's a cartoonish movie but that at least they do like have some sense of reality about yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it is not the worst movie that
1: we have ever seen for this <laughs> podcast uh, <laughs> that's saying a lot <laughs> it was has something I was gonna say it does do some things well <laughs>
0: And you, you chickened out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I should have just stopped at that. This
1: was not one of the worst. Uh, or sorry, this was not the worst. <laughs> Already going back on it.
2: Uh,
0: Bond picks up new gadgets <laughs> from Q. Algernon, I think Aldernon. you mean. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Algernon the Q. He's 100% faithful. Uh, oh my uh, god, <laughs> this, this working class Cockney accent. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, it's a cute different approach to q to make him this working class like tinkerer guy and that he's actually friends with bond like they like each other they seem to hang out (laughs) it's it's such a decision that
1: like bond doesn't get along with m but he's very chummy with (laughs) like the yeah the working man on the crew which makes you think like is is this also talking about uh Cubby Broccoli and Harry Saltzman and their relationship. This movie is already so much like, oh, fuck the fuck the Eon franchise uh, (laughs) that you have to wonder what else
0: is being reflected here. Yeah. There are some interesting lines, even good lines here. Um, Mm -hmm. When Algernon gives Bond a a watch um, and uh, Algernon says it keeps perfect time. Bond replies for how long? And he says, at least your lifetime. Ha. Um, Good. Very good. It's cute. I like yep. it. Uh, there's also the line, "I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence," <laughs> which uh, very much feels like a line that you put in the movie so you can have it in the trailer. Yeah, a hundred
1: percent. A little on the nose. Maddie, at this point, asked, "Is this movie supposed to be a spoof?" And you know, it's hard to answer, Maddie. It's hard to answer.
0: Nobody knows. Nobody making it new. Uh, we don't know. No. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bond arrives in the Bahamas to investigate Patachi. He rendezvous with the embassy contact, Nigel Small Fawcett, then meets Fatima Blush. They hook up and she takes him diving, but she places a tracker on him and sends programmable sharks after
0: him. I mean, again, what, what is, like, how is this movie weirder than other Bond movies? How? <laughs> oh, I mean, starting
1: off with the name Small Fawcett, uh, my god, <laughs> we, like everything so on the nose, and Rowan Atkinson giving 210. percent Yeah, this is an early Rowan Atkinson role, I think. Um, sure,
0: like this must be pre Blackadder, right? I would think. or
1: around but, the same time,
0: but it's very much like presaging Johnny English uh, <laughs> for the future, you know. Which yeah. I don't know, if, are we watching that at some point? Oh. I mean, I feel like we
1: have to. Uh, <laughs>
0: We don't have to do anything, Shane. We could just stop this podcast now if we want to. But what will our three listeners <laughs> think? Uh- <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like this comedy character, honestly. Like, I don't think Rowan Atkinson's been given anything good to work with. Um, no. But at and least he- it's new yeah. that the comedy character is like a British person being spoofed. Because that doesn't happen a lot in Bond movies. Like, there will be True. pompous British characters, but they're played pretty straight. Whereas it'll be, like, Americans like um, Sheriff Pepper. The yes, yeah. Sort of- comedy characters usually uh
1: the gauze lens on fatima uh,
0: very <laughs> season
1: one drag race
0: very i mean barbara carrera didn't need any help she's no a, she's a stunning woman but yeah they have to it was the 80s every woman was was vaseline to to, 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 to filth yeah uh, um <laughs> uh, but fatima blush actually while we're talking about nigel small faucet like is there a pun in fatima blush like what is it uh what, what are they doing I, what, what does that name mean?
1: <laughs> what kind of a last name is Blush when you have the first name Fatima? I I also right? don't get it. This movie doesn't understand puns. I mean, <laughs> exemplified by the line, "When going down, one should always be relaxed." Like uh. we've just—it's so heavy-handed.
0: Just like the scoring. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this weird sex scene where they keep intercutting between basically in an austin powers joke about them fucking in different (laughs) positions that is intercut with scenes of fish and it's like why everything about this is disturbing and wrong, and and the jazz on the score is even wronger Uh. yeah it it,
1: oh god it just makes everything so sleazy speaking of sleazy another movie set in the bahamas with almost no speaking black Uh, actors
0: yeah (laughs) They, I mean, thank God for Lighter thank, when he shows uh, up. Thank uh, for, God for many reasons. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the first Black Lighter. We will get to him soon. Um, the post Jaws, we're getting a lot of shark action here. <clears throat> I I don't know. Like I, these must. I have puppets, a lot right? of questions about the, <laughs> the sharks. Like shark I wrote the exact not... same thing. This is a shark puppet, right? <laughs> <laughs> like they're quite good shark puppets. Like there were scenes, moments where I was like, "That looks real to me." But Sean Connery's not going near any more sharks. Like that would have been written into his contract. Like I'm yeah, sh- fine if sure? we're doing Thunderball again. Do not put me in a room with a shark.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, like. These, some of those puppets are really good. Uh, really or good. are they actually shark? I, I really did have to question that. What I did Maybe not have to really question... we did
0: know how to program sharks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I project. was just going to say, there's
1: no fucking way, not a single <laughs> fucking way, that that
0: little box controlled that shark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, it's it's like, I mean, Fatima has some amazing assassination techniques. The idea of slapping a tracker on someone <laughs> and abandoning them to a bunch of sharks that have been programmed to attack the tracker. Like, that's hilariously weird. Oh, um, I mean, that's like,
1: that, again, Austin Powers level stuff in a way I just wasn't expecting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of her own, like, this is her Fiona Volpe moment in a way. She's like, they've just had sex and she immediately tries to kill him. And that's like, well, I've ticked off both my boxes that's
2: it <laughs> that's yeah no.
1: she doesn't have uh she doesn't have much story left after that um <laughs> uh somehow the underwater scenes in thunderball also just look so much more vibrant than they do here right it, like why is the water so murky when like the what were those other underwater scenes not filmed in something other than the sound i i'm so confused because yeah. it it looked gross yeah <laughs> everything's so like uh all the colors are damp and darker and everything was so saturated in thunderball maybe that's also tainting how i'm seeing this movie
0: we are thunderball partisans it's it's very clear by this point (laughs) fatima is shocked to see that bond survived she plants a bomb in his bedroom but he goes to another woman's room to have sex with her and the bomb goes off in his empty room uh, I said, oh, she caught a man when, <laughs> when this woman on
1: the boat hooks, literally hooks Bond <laughs> up and somehow pulls him out of the water. Would have been great if he were splashing around on the deck like a, uh, some kind of fish, but that did not that- happen. <laughs>
0: yeah this so there's this woman who we we briefly meet earlier in the movie that ends up being his his hookup here that that saves his life this, this very statuesque woman with long curly hair mm-hmm. um and, and he says well you did say you'd catch
1: me later <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but she is one of the first of or maybe the first really notable example of how every single woman wants to fuck sean connery in this Oof. movie and it doesn't like, it's so amped up to 11 when it needs to be turned down to a three. Like, it's, we don't need this because A, he doesn't look good. Like, no. And, and that's not because of his age. It's because of his styling, his makeup, his wig. Um, yeah. Like, it's a very, it, it's a very unattractive bond and. there there aren't really any other attractive men for most of this movie so i guess that's the world we're living in but literally every (laughs) like 20 year old woman is gazing lovingly at this man like he's henry cavill and it's like no this this is gross this is weird like it's taking what was weird in bond movies and making it weirder (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: oh my god i must hide i know i'll change into the brightest most eye-popping red
0: outfit you've ever seen complete with gigantic hat honestly i loved her red outfit so much fatima blush has all the good outfits in this <laughs> yeah movie. all the, maybe all the good outfits in the 80s um yeah the fact that she thinks she's killed bond and the thing she immediately does is go dancing on the deck with like a bunch of like you little- go girl Like, it was fun. She was wearing a red dress. She was having a dance. She's living her best life. Bond in denim dungarees. Oh, uh, just a simple overalls look. Such a serve. You would never have caught the other Bond wearing a a denim dungarees, that's for sure. Mm. Um, And yeah, the fact that Fatima Blush... Goes to commit a murder wearing this red floaty dress with the giant hat and then hides behind a pillar. Like, no one's going to see her. Um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Very, very not self aware. uh Again, Bond, terrible spy. Bomb goes off in his room and he could give almost not a single fuck. Well, just one <laughs> single fuck. <laughs> Bond had. To Nice on the trail of Largo's yacht, the Flying Saucer. So close, he meets up with <laughs> local agent Nicole and CIA contact Felix Leiter. Bond then masquerades as a masseur to arrange a run-in with Domino
0: at a spa. Okay, so you should explain. Disco Volante means Flying Saucer. So the yes, the, the, the yacht in Thunderball is called the Disco Volante, and here it's called Flying Saucer, which is not anywhere near as evocative a name. So we do get introduced to Felix Leiter. Thank God. Breath of fresh air. The first time in a long time I've been excited to see a Felix Leiter. (laughs) Honestly, um, yeah, I, Bernie Casey, who played the, the boyfriend in Cleopatra Jones. So we've uh, talked about him before. Um, he is the first black Felix Leiter and I think he's the hottest Felix Leiter. I think you're right. I think you're right. Like he is like it's not just a breath of fresh air it's a it's a real like burst of of testosterone of, of uh, you know youth energy youth beauty <laughs> yeah it, like he's he's so good and so like he and B- Barbara Carrera basically are my v- MVPs of this movie
1: agreed uh, is it just me or is this French villa hideous <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. No, it is. It's ghastly, but that's the '80s for you. We we had no taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also
1: no world in which Kim Basinger looks like a woman named Domino Petachi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like they they had total freedom to give her any surname they wanted, and and, and they Pitacci went with what they went with. Petachi, like, yeah. Okay, I don't know what that is. Um, and yeah, she definitely doesn't feel like she has Domino Pastici. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, she she has none of Claudine Auger's like energy, sensuality. I mean, I don't want to shit on Kim Basinger. I love Kim Basinger. Um but she's not being she the role she has been given is of a very broken woman um rather than Domino's brittleness, you know? The, yeah sort of Claudine Auger's brittleness. Yeah, Um and it makes it less less rounded, I think. Um yeah. the, the, this Domino we see her dancing in a nighty on the deck of a boat to dancing like no one's watching and nobody's <laughs> watching. Um, and it, it sort of amplifies how she's this ethereal, wispy character, this sort of you know,
1: nothing she, character. She doesn't yeah. even have
0: eyebrows. That's how <laughs> inconsequential she is.
1: Oh, God. Uh, so Bond goes to this spa. The scene starts with a crotch shot uh and then we pan over to this lame ass man walking around the bathing area in full sweats
0: (laughs) yeah this spa does not look great uh no again we have women that just wants to to shag bond immediately he says do you serve men here and the the lady at the (laughs) desk says but of course some men more than others oh god Bond is even looking into the camera in some of the moments of this this (laughs) sequence, so it is totally just an Austin Powers movie at this point.
1: I mean, Kim Basinger, at one point, uh, he's giving her a massage, and she says, Uh lower, and I honestly expected, (laughs) how does that feel, baby? (laughs) <laughs> I did
2: too. Uh,
0: yeah, and Bond knows a lot about massage for a man who's probably never massaged anyone. Like, you know, right? Maybe rubbed them with a mink glove, but you know, I mean, he's t- okay, he's,
1: received more than he's given for sure. To be fair, I don't think she would know. She seems like an idiot. She's never heard the phrase "say <laughs> la vie" before, That's and true. also she takes the news of lesions on her vertebrae the same way those damned kids on that beach reacted to that drone. Neither seen nor. <laughs> Or heard, <laughs> yikes! Uh- <laughs> and then not you know not to not to shit on a victim, but she was sexually assaulted, and her reaction yes. upon hearing Bond isn't an employee is met with a smile. I I, I I'm
0: gonna close my laptop now. I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> it's in, yeah pretending to be a messer is assault. Like pretending yeah. to be a massa to touch someone is assault. Is sexual and- assault? Yeah. And none of this, like, this scene does not accomplish anything, really. Like, he learns about the party that he's going to go to in the next scene, but he could have found out about that some other way. Um, It was just so
1: we could get some skin in, you know? It's a skin flick.
0: It's a skin flick for with a man who is never letting his neck skin show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh in these turtlenecks and it's like sweater vests, yeah. (laughs) Dude, dude, let your neck breathe for God's sakes.
1: I mean we saw him in those dungarees, so there was That's true. That's true. He really took a risk in that scene. Uh, Bond attends a charity party hosted by Largo and formally introduces himself to Domino. Largo invites Bond to join him in playing a video game he designed, Domination Woof, which electrocutes players (laughs) who forfeit or lose. I'm saying all of this on the verge of (laughs) hysteria. <laughs> Bond is initially defeated and collapses from the pain, but he insists on playing again and is able to force Largo to forfeit. But how? I don't know. Like I it's such know. a weird, impenetrable video. I'm crying. Game. I'm like actually crying. <laughs> this movie's so weird.
0: Uh, so weird so this uh, scene starts with a hold this bomb bit which is so 80s like yeah punches a guy shoves him in a closet and then gives him a device and says this is a bomb do not move we don't go back to that guy do we do oh, No no no
1: at the very very end of the scene he pops in to grab his coat from the closet and takes the bomb oh. out of his hand it's cute it, it actually does okay. come around in a satisfying way
0: I must have been too busy looking up like the domination game. Or <laughs> yeah, it, it, is domination real, yeah. listener? This is another movie I did not watch twice. I did my nope. notes and the recap at the same time. So if I miss things, good. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, for the best. Uh, please tell me the old queen arguing in front of the baccarat table is the same one who was to Largo's left in <laughs> Thunderball '65.
0: Just following Largo's around willy nilly. Uh, <laughs> We walk into this party and there is no music playing, which is Ugh. like, there isn't even any movie music playing. It's deeply strange.
2: It's very uh, strange. Barbara
0: Carrera once again is the party. Another color outfit, and this is where I realize, oh my goodness, she's the prototype Zenia on the top. Oh, like, this character throughout yeah. this movie, like her her attitude to sex, her outfits, her sadism, like it's all very Zenia
1: yeah i see that totally very very interesting um speaking uh, of good outfits i think the most hideous dress i've ever seen is worn by kim basinger
2: so
0: (laughs) gaudy yeah she doesn't she doesn't get much nice things like barbara carrera is getting all the fashion moments and it's because her character's kind of a spoof like that's so she's allowed to be big whereas basinger had to be small i guess throughout this entire movie which is terribly sad
1: yeah, very sad. Um Andrew, how many casinos have you been into where you, you walk into a,
0: a high class arcade? I mean, it's the 80s man. I I love the fact that that he's throwing this big party and he has a video game arcade room. Like, yeah. Perfect. Love it. I I'm I'm down. I <laughs> I actually would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean I literally I have actually been to one party that had arcade machines. It was a party being thrown by a game company so ah. you know <laughs> that makes sense. Yes of uh, course. But yeah we were super into like I I guess Dig Dug, you know? It's like <laughs> put 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 80 francs on Dig Dug and uh, <laughs> <spin the wheel. laughs> um Another uh, great '80s touch here: a wine glass full of cigarettes. Oh um, my god! <laughs> <laughs> Love that. In the '80s, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm
0: going to do that at my next party.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've got to take up smoking cigarettes. Again. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, the future of gaming, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this so the fact that this guy made his own game, terrible game, and built a table that is like this. Versailles renaissance beautiful wooden table that just has had like a a huge screen like hoop screen attached to it and these beautiful like ivory handles and it's like so lavish and pompous and ridiculous that like I I was loving this honestly the the juxtaposition of that and the game (laughs) yeah it's incredible
1: It's oh my so god! Lux.
0: You've got a, a velvet rope so that all the people can stand and watch them play this game. You've got a, a like a giant spinning globe that's like 3D graphics in the air in front of them. I was I was having a hoot. Oh <laughs> my god!
1: I said, "Where is that speed ramping when you need it?"
0: <laughs> this is an interminably
1: uh, long scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, that again makes no sense. Like, wh- why does he lose initially? Why does he later win? I don't. Know. Yeah. They don't explain it. Was Uh, Largo cheating the whole time? Because he didn't seem to be shocked at the end, Um, didn't he? He just he like holds his hands up like, uh, well, uh, but like, but he's like he's
1: visibly shaking as he's holding on to those things until he. True.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess he could have been angry, but I think his wattage was turned down, is what I think. Um, Ah, Largo is that bitch who does not explain the rules of the game until he's already winning. So Mm, um,
1: doesn't sound like anyone I know.
0: <laughs> You're not paying attention when I'm explaining the rule.
1: That's probably true. I'm probably rolling a joint. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I and then just when you think it, it's over, I wrote, Oh my god, not another <laughs> round
0: Uh and and what does Bond win from besting this guy at the table? he wins a dance with domino oh my god or two
1: hundred and fifty thousand, your choice uh right last note largo's favorite charity is orphan children uh i'm gonna (laughs) need to see some kind of tax receipt sir
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah some some big like jared kushner vibes going on here yeah i don't know where that money's going
1: Uh, but it's not raising money for tbd classic arresting
0: (laughs) bond and domino dance and he reveals to her that her brother is dead and largo is the chief suspect bond returns to his villa and finds the french agent nicole drowned in the waterbed
1: uh first of all shout out to my queen in the audience she's still there she's rocking um and i i hate to say it again but oh my god this dancing scene is insane and ridiculous
0: yeah, it's like they, I mean, this is not a thing that you see in Bond movies. Like a, a full tango. Egg. Yeah. <laughs> um,. I was very shocked that we suddenly had this thing and and then the moment he tells her that her brother is dead which is like we just had this scene in Thunderball where it's like they go swimming and he's like oh by the way your brother's dead yeah is again almost no re-
1: no reaction on hearing her brother murdered by her lover uh, <laughs> right in both films
0: so she should she should maybe be a little more upset since she loves her brother more than life itself but yeah, yeah whatever but also like telling someone your brother is dead while everyone is looking at you in the middle of a dark du- because oh, when you're the only one listener, dancing no one else is dancing.
1: They're all watching the this dashing man and this hideous <laughs> silver dress.
0: Uh, weird. Better yeah. dancing comes from Fatima Blush because she's she's told oh. kill Bond uh, this time for real though, and she dances down the staircase throwing her <laughs> giddy hat, hat, hat. Yeah. and it's so good. It's such a beautiful moment. I did it's risk
1: weird. a. She's no Volpe, but she absolutely will survive. <laughs>
0: Um, speaking of no Volpe, Nicole is no Paula. Um, she's playing the Paula role here. We, we didn't even mention Nicole earlier because Nicole doesn't get to do anything. Um, I think we only see her face properly in this scene where she's lying face yeah. down in the waterbed. So, yeah, she's a little bit Paula. She's a little bit Plenty Um Rest in peace, we did not know you Hardly. at all.
1: The jazzy music after the discovery of Nicole's body and the chase of Vadima. is this Archer? Is, is that what's happening here? It—it <laughs> it felt very, very much like a cartoon.
0: I kind of liked the the all white villa, which is all staircases, like that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: all staircase, everything a staircase.
0: Everything's a staircase. It was like it being in an Escher painting. It was uh, wild. Yeah.
1: Bond sees Fatima fleeing the scene and pursues her on a motorbike. Fatima traps him and holds him at gunpoint, but he uses a trick pen to kill her a few years
0: before Goldeneye. He flees the police <laughs> with the help of Felix. Alright, so it's the chase scene. Um I will say I think the bike looks kinda cool in a street hawk way, very much of uh-huh. its time. Uh-huh. Um and there's some, some fun, like, moments here, like a jump. Uh, or two uh, did no
1: time to die steal the motorbike going up the stairs bit from this probably yeah. not but it's here no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is a moment where uh a leather biker gang tries to oh my god bond in a yeah, van very uh, tom of that,
1: finland 80s
0: <laughs> very odd <laughs> like that's that's maybe the most gay representation uh you're
1: gonna get videos. yeah <laughs> uh, the bond theme does so much heavy lifting in these movies huh mm. <laughs> like it just you just need it to kick in sometimes and it never does obviously they can't but wow there there's this whole movie is so close but no cigar
0: it's got some interesting thoughts um it's not sticking any landings here
1: uh, yeah, I, This is
0: the end of Fatima Blush Unfortunately
1: Okay, first, before we get to that I thought she was driving with the airbag deployed But it turns <laughs> out it was just her billowy dress Correction, Pirates of Penzance-esque uh, Pirate shirt, ruffle shirt And bolero pants I,
0: She's wearing, I, I said vinyl parachute pants And oh, also yeah, yeah, transparent vinyl blouse um, <laughs> Yeah I love it! Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. It's so bizarre, um, and you know that that vinyl is going to just be plastered everywhere after what happens to poor Fatima.
2: But uh,
0: oof, we'll get to it. We we have her her death here comes uh, from basically her pride. She. she
1: You know how much we loved that Volpe Uh, speech? Imagine the opposite. Imagine the The literal opposite of the character development.
0: (laughs) She dies because she needs him to write down with a pen that she was the best lay he ever had. Yeah, now now take a note. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says, in view of your hatred of men and... uh you know, she, he's not Ugh. surprised that she plans to shoot his dick, basically. And she says, liar, you know that making love to Fatima was the greatest pleasure of your life. Um, Ugh so unhinged so demeaning kind of entertaining but kind of it's it's (laughs) also also just like ruining this character in her final moments also
1: bull time for again for bond to make a joke after this speech but he does say well there was this girl in philadelphia and it's like philadelphia (laughs) uh right (laughs) (laughs) sorry philly but not on my list of places with hot women um Yeah, so we just ruin this Volpe character by literally making her the man-hating woman obsessed with being the best lay he's ever had. And oh my God, he just blows her up. He just blows her up. I don't know how else to say it.
0: (laughs) There there is only the shoes left, um, which is just Just the shoes. Hilarious, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's extraordinary that it's like such a, like it's not a little explosion like she It is a
1: gigantic just... explosion.
0: Yeah, she is vaporized apparently in this moment. Um meanwhile Felix Leiter is watching this whole thing and saying nothing. Moses in afterwards and yeah, then they okay. strip down to their underwear. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't it, <laughs> I wasn't
1: really paying attention but when I looked up and they were like, yeah, stripping and then in again sweats uh pretending to be (laughs) what like Like
0: rocky a a scene from rocky yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) yeah, they basically strip down to their underwear so that they can pretend to be a boxer and a coach out on a run slash cycle to get past the police who are looking for presumably men in suits i don't know it's insane Uh, but i i enjoyed seeing uh bernie casey in his uh in his boxers. that was a delight yes (laughs) Bond attempts to sneak aboard the flying
1: saucer, but Largo is expecting him and treats him as a guest. Bond kisses Domino to provoke Largo, then Domino pulls the fire alarm so that Bond can access Largo's secret chamber and send a message to MI6. 35
0: minutes to go. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where we get Bond... Ordering a vodka martini from Largo and Largo responds with a smirk and then another smirk and then a light, larger smirk and says, oh. Oh, of course. And it's like, yeah. Oh, we guess get what, it. Guys? We're we get Bond it. Movie. Yeah. Everything is meta in this movie and it's so annoying. It's so, like everyone knows who James Bond is. Like this is the, this is the movie that does all the things that people think all Bond movies do. And it's maybe it's partly because this movie is amping up things that are already there, but also it's just, this is just a smugger, Bond movie that is like, yeah, well, we're better yeah. than a uh, Bond movie. This makes we're the opening scene on Bond in Bond on
1: Her, Her Majesty. Like, no,
0: you're actually just uh, a bad Bond
1: movie. That wink to the camera seem like End a child of world. play <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, we get some good wet wig work for Connery. I will say that. He is underwater a lot for the last thirty <laughs> minutes of this film, and that wig looks like it's uh pretty attached to his head.
0: <laughs> good. I mean he he's never gonna let it go well no he is but bonded. yep um lighter left behind bursting out of that wetsuit still not getting any fun things to do poor guy and then we get the kiss scene where he does actually warn her that he's going to kiss her so that's new uh yeah i wrote toxic <laughs> masculinity saves the day uh, <laughs> <laughs> right um Largo then goes around smashing mirrors in the uh, in the workout room. And it's like, has he forgotten which of the mirrors is right. hiding his secret room? Because Bond is like right there corner to him. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm going to smash this mirror over here. Weird. Uh, but also
1: this Largo's s- such an idiot. Here, man I know is a spy. Please wander around
0: my ship <laughs> unattended. See what trouble hmm. you can get into. Yeah, literally walk around the mission control of my th- my plan to nuke the
1: America world. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or whatever. Exactly. Who even cares? Uh, Who cares? This is all so anticlimactic. <laughs> Nothing is happening. It
0: does not get better. <laughs> the flying saucer arrives at Lagos' home in Palmi- Palmyra, I'm going to start that one again. The Flying Saucer arrives at Largo's home in Palmyra, where Largo takes Bond prisoner and torments Domino. He confirms that he killed her brother, then gives her to a slave merchant who puts her up for auction.
2: Oh my
0: god. Uh, Largo tells Bond that one of the warheads is planted in Washington, D.C., and then departs.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't have many notes uh, other than... Uh, Largo says you are a very good secret agent, really, and even Bond doesn't believe that.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, the yeah, my only real note here is I love the vultures in the prison. Like they were, they were <laughs> cute. I want to make friends yeah. with the vultures. <laughs> they seem fun. Yeah,
1: they They're seem so big. Nice. It's so big. Oh, I always forget how giant they are. (laughs) Disgusting creatures. (laughs) Bond uses his laser watch to escape his shackles and his cell. He steals a horse and rescues Domino. The men at the auction pursue, but they are able to get away by jumping
0: into the sea. Felix rescues them from the water. So this whole section here with Kim Basinger's character being put up for auction and a bunch of Arab men on horses... Rushing in to to bid on her and her being stripped down to her underwear. Ew! Like what just, is happening? So gross! Like it's a really unexpected late bid for most racist scene in a Bond
1: movie. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought we had like moved beyond how yeah how bad it could get, but this is pretty
0: really bad. Honestly, I mean, we the eighties, the way that we we depicted arab men on screen uh i mean it, not that things are great now but the 80s <laughs> was like the worst time for it i feel oh lip the
1: wild like... west of racism for sure yeah just
0: and, just and this is like them just doing lip service to like well we have to be racist to arabs that's part of being a action <laughs> movie
1: truly truly it's it feels gross uh there's nothing redeemable about this scene uh the laser watch i can't believe they got away with using that gadget uh after it had appeared in so many bond films but was that really a something they were able to do i guess you can't have a patent patent on
0: a fake gadget so (laughs) i suppose yeah um as long as they're not using the same brand of watch maybe um right
1: uh also huge question here did they just drown that horse? What the actual fuck? That is a, an actual horse being dropped from a height into a body of water. Didn't I didn't mean, realize that horses could swim
0: until that moment. <laughs> the this the the horse falling off the roof is is not a like that's just there's a moment where it's just like a graphic of a horse basically. Thank God. Like they they clearly the horses were not being particularly well looked after because because james bond basically punches a horse. a horse up to get on yeah. to, you know it's like it's weird but yeah the the horse would die if it actually jumped that far so yeah it's very it, it's so it's it's basically oh we have to get out of this problem how are we going to do it well we can't jump off this deadly drop oh you know what maybe we just can and so they just do uh, th- no uh- explanation
1: no explanation. And you know what? I'm not gonna ask for
0: one. I just want to move on. <laughs> Bond and Domino shack up aboard a US submarine in pursuit of Largo's yacht. They learn that the Washington bomb has been disarmed. Hooray. Hooray Bond realizes that Domino's pendant is a map of the second bomb's location <laughs> at the edge of oil fields oil fields on the Ethiopian coast. How convenient. <laughs> I too would give my girlfriend a map of the bomb that I had planted to extort NATO on behalf of Max von Sydow. It's what every girl wants. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is why I don't have a girlfriend. Well, uh, no. well, that's probably not it. That's probably not the reason, <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, it's so bizarre that, like, he gives her this necklace. Like, oh, this is incredibly valuable. And no, it's just a map to a bomb. And why would she need that? Why would he need that? No one needs that. Bizarre.
1: That- uh, so, in the logic of this movie, is that piece still actually old and valuable? Or is it actually just costume jewelry? <laughs> I have so many questions about that.
0: I think it is, like, he, even Bond is like, oh, this is ugly. So. <laughs> yeah. And if he's saying uh, that. Right? You know. His standards are low. Um, there's a picture of Reagan on the wall inside this submarine with like his mouth open catching flies, which I kind of loved that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, and also the, the peninsula looks like a flaccid penis. I mean, actually, when you look at it, maybe the, the necklace was just a dick pic.
1: Oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's on the money. That's exactly what I would expect the villain in this movie to have. Yeah. I need this to be over, Andrew. (laughs)
0: We're getting there. We're getting there. This is going to be way shorter than the movie, Jane. Way shorter.
1: Oh, way shorter. (laughs) Bond and Leiter enter the underwater caves in that area and infiltrate the underground dig site where Largo is planting the second bomb. Bond knocks over a statue to create a hubbub and Leiter opens fire on Largo's men joined by a US military unit.
0: This is some, like, studio, TV studio set ass indiana jones wannabe uh, location i
1: like, wrote it's... the like very cheap looking set very very so cheap, cheap. so bad um but they definitely delivered on the jetpack uh 10 out of 10 there
0: <laughs> uh, again we have a nuclear physicist character a uh, dr kovacs and i like, has he been in- introduced in this movie at all? Like, suddenly I, I he's in this movie. I don't remember. <laughs> he's even more incidental than the guy in Thunderball whose name I don't remember. That's how <laughs> incidental he is. Do- Dr. Coot? Kut- Cunts? Something like that. <laughs> D- Dr. Mary Kuntz, Yes, that was Yeah.
1: It. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get to watch Connery struggle to do a leg press for a while.
0: There's some nice arms and legs about, you know, a lot of these shorty jumpsuits and wetsuits mm-hmm. and... One guy literally wearing a wetsuit that does not cover his arms, does not cover his legs, but completely covers his head. It's so weird, but I was
1: kind of bizarre. I, I mean, that is a kink <laughs> for sure. I, I do love the garter holster that Connery's wearing. He still has nice thighs. I will say that.
0: <laughs> Good for him. Largo escorts the warhead along an underwater canal and seals the entrance behind him. Bond takes a helicopter to a nearby oasis to intercept. He tackles Largo and they fight. Largo tries to shoot Bond with a harpoon, but Domino arrives just in time to kill Largo. Bond disarms the warhead.
1: Uh Bond in the helicopter sling just going,
0: wee, Would have been <laughs> much more
1: entertaining than what is actually happening on screen.
0: Honestly, it's such a, like, just a crappy little fight. This nuclear device on like an underwater sled just bubbling along around them while they have this well
1: honestly, <laughs> I would be concerned about the rogue minisub with a armed nuclear bomb yes. attached to it. No one is paying attention to it as it's like bashing unmanned against the- this rock wall underwater.
0: <laughs> and then Domino, I I wasn't even sure it was her at first when she shows up. Like looking at- kind of gorgeous, like yeah. floating in the water with a harpoon. Um but like, why? Why is she there? Like, they are nowhere near where she was before. Did she get in a helicopter? How is she there? Did the U.S. military
1: sta- arm her and say, "You go right? too"? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what? What is happening? Um, like, it is. She does actually get to like save the day in a slightly more meaningful way than she does in Thunderball. But it's like, oh, but the why whole is she thing. There? everything
1: <laughs> about this scene feels so downbeat too yeah. like it doesn't feel like the climax of the movie it feels like just another set piece after a long string of set pieces uh, and I know you could say that about pretty much every Bond movie but <laughs> but those at least you feel like the tension is ramping up and we're getting somewhere maybe it's that it's all happening underwater and that no one's saying anything like it's all happening right. in silence where it, as at least in Thunderball there are back on the yacht and can speak to each other uh yeah here it's just like everything happens and then it's over so
0: close to over
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh so close back in the bahamas bond enjoys cocktails with domino and tells her he's retired thank god nigel small faucet (laughs) arrives to beg him to return to service but bond replies never Great. Uh <laughs> thank god.
0: More Nigel, I'm not a fan, you're a fan, it's fine. We'll agree to disagree. Uh um, yeah. quite apt that though we get this sort of retirement angle at the end because they did actually want to make more Bond movies Orion, Of course they did. Like this did very well for them. Um can you But imagine? I wonder if they were like planning to like recast after this? Like would Connery have come back again? I don't know. Would they've introduced another Bond? Depends sort of, on how big
1: tweaked? the paycheck was, Andrew. <laughs>
0: Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, Reportedly, they were going to make a movie called Spectre next as the sequel to uh, Never Again. So that's well, we
1: we got that, and
0: it turns out (laughs) it might as well have been
1: the sequel to this (laughs) film. (laughs) They don't tell us what the tiki drink that uh, Domino gives bond at the end so i couldn't make it for you today i'm so sorry but i need that tiger face one piece bathing suit that she is wearing i just (laughs) to reiterate it is a one piece piece bathing suit and the the print is tiger face not like tiger faces one single tiger face it's beautiful (laughs) perfect was it yellow the cocktail uh it looked like some kind of sunrise uh color like uh, okay. yellow to red concoction okay yeah the the movie's over. It ends with a wink uh he says never she says or wait, oh my God, how's it go? It says never again she says never question mark and the music cue never say
0: never again. it's so <laughs> ugh, I hate it. I hate it. Sean Connery's James Bond will not return, uh, probably for the best. Sorry, Skyfall, uh, which tried to bring him back.
1: Unintentionally hilarious, horribly racist. Worst of all, long, boring stretches of action. That is the most criminal thing. (laughs)
0: And we learn from the uh, credits that Steven Seagal helped Connery train for this movie. So he is responsible for these long, boring stretches of action. Thank you. I blame
1: Steven Seagal for so many things (laughs) and I'm adding that to the list. (laughs) Oof, Andrew,
0: were there any highlights in this film for you? (laughs) i mean i did kind of love that weird dominion game in the giant table <laughs> thing. it's so weird that it was so done. bizarre but it's it's got to be barbara carrera just sweeping through this movie like a thunderstorm uh mm. she's amazing in this film yeah. she's having a lot of fun and she's kind of the only one that is so yeah, yeah once again
1: the fiona movie. Volpe character really uh turning uh turning this yeah. movie around in some ways absolutely in one way um, yeah.
0: What about you? What's your what's your highlight?
1: Honestly, it's toxic piss. Uh, I haven't <laughs> laughed that hard in a long time. No notes. It's it's a good gag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, low light.
2: <laughs> Ooh
1: uh maybe the racist slave auction i don't know that was pretty low yeah i felt i felt yeah. pretty low after that how about you
0: i think we're aligned on that let's sell a woman into sex slavery that felt mm. really like a low point for the yeah. entire franchise
1: very Tate of us uh <laughs> was there a
0: fa- was there a fashion highlight though I mean, all of Fatima Blush's looks, any of them, I feel like, could have been my highlight, but I am going for the floaty red outfit with the giant hat that she wears specifically to blow up a hotel. Yes, Um, very
1: very smart look, yes. (laughs) Uh, I went for her Pirates of Penzance driving outfit. Uh, But special (laughs) shout out to just overalls. Uh,
0: Queerest moment of the movie?
1: uh, Pet snakes, I don't know. Uh, Giving up your government's (laughs) nuclear weapons for fast cars, pretty clothes, and hard drugs? That's pretty gay
0: how <laughs> oh, if i if i had nuclear weapons to give up for all those things i might yeah. um, for me people playing video games at a party that's good yeah i mean yeah that's,
1: that's literally us last night
0: uh. <laughs> uh but also felix in his underwear i mean that you know the, the fact that felix and james stripped down to their underwear together
2: that's yeah, a big gay
1: that works uh sexy moments uh other i mean i guess you could include Stripping, Felix in- stripping down to his underwear yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah. and you
2: did uh, i see yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> also daddy lippy the fact that lippy is this giant hulking brute of a man <laughs> this, uh, he was he was kind of hot that was working for you yeah uh i went with
1: just aerobics <laughs> Yeesh. yeah <Good> Boy. <laughs> yeah not a lot of sexiness in this movie for me not gonna lie Was not turned on. Uh, (laughs) There were a lot of gags, a lot of lines. So many Uh, gags. (laughs) Take your pick. What was the
0: best question mark? I'm going to go with the Bond Q exchange. Keeps perfect time for how long? At least your lifetime. At least your lifetime. I thought it was Q.
1: That's cute. What do you got? Uh, can I say toxic piss again? Uh, that, that was good. Uh, and the have a nice day after the arming of the nuclear weapons, I thought, <laughs> was also pretty funny.
0: That could even be the most timeless moment of the movie. Um, I mean, honestly, it should be. Though I went for this movie just being too self-aware. Like, we we have been through this whole self-aware, like era it seems like the 80s the 90s and the early 2000s was all one long period of showing who could be the most self-aware Ugh. and it's exhausting and yeah I hate ex- it. it. <laughs> and
1: the fact that it was more exhausting here than in some of the examples from the 2000s they were right. ahead of the time <laughs> uh i went with gaming tables <laughs> uh yeah. they're never gonna go out <laughs> of fashion right right
0: <laughs> Uh we will be playing it in the metaverse soon so <laughs> gross <laughs> uh, ooh and then
1: cringiest moment andrew for me i i would have said uh identity fraud leading into sexual assault at a health spa
0: yeah that's that. bad for me i went with everyone wants to fuck fuck bond and this bond is not fuckable i mean <laughs> it's
1: decidedly just- so
0: oh he's just gross in this movie yet every 20 year old is giving him these doe eyes and being like oh we do serve men here can I fuck you in the closet Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Um, horrible horrible oh my god I can't wait to rate this movie because that's what it's time for now thank
1: god Um, yeah let's skip over the other preamble stuff
0: Movie gets a score between 1 and 3, and then we get bonus points in Bond, Song, Glamour, and Queerness. So the maximum score is 007, uh, which is one of the things they did have the power to use in this movie. Yep, 007. and they used it, yeah. Shane, is this a 1, 2, or 3-point movie? Andrew, I'm going to shock you and and shock our <laughs>
1: listeners. This was a 1.
0: <gasps> oh my goodness, I am... No, it is 1. Yeah, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad film it's a bad film
1: it does not hold up in good ways uh
0: but it does have james bond in it so it is eligible for the james bond point how good is sean connery as james bond in this movie i mean he's limp
1: uh he he's (laughs) as flaccid as the peninsula uh, printed on that costume jewelry It, it He's not good. I I can't give him the bond point. <laughs> we just watched him at his best, and to see this uh, tragedy of a resurrection of this character, it was hard. It was heartbreaking, actually. How about you, Andrew? Yeah. Is he getting the point? <laughs>
0: Uh like can I even like try and fake it here like what do I say to to uh, <laughs> how give would you throw off this? the scent yeah <laughs> um no, it does not get the bond point and you know what it doesn't get the song point from me either let's Ooh, uh, let's just yeah let's bite st- down on that steam reality steamroll through
1: bad, <laughs> yeah that's a bad song it it,
0: it immediately made me cringe thinking that we were going to have to sit through this so that leads us to the glamour point and for my money this is where it could potentially earn something it was the 80s it's not the most fashion forward time but i'm giving the point for barbara carrera as uh, fatima blush i think she is uh, such a joy in this movie i would watch her scenes again except a death scene Um, and I do love those I think those outfits are wild and excessive in the best 80s way so I am giving this movie a glamour point what about you Shane
1: you know I was actually going to try and argue against it so that we didn't have to give this movie an extra full point (laughs) but you don't (laughs) have to well no but honestly like thinking about it we've got like super yachts we've got exotic locations uh like the we've got scuba diving and parachuting and rockets and uh, and yes Fatima's outfits are great uh I don't really like Kim's outfits but that might just be you know style choices evolve and change I, I, it's glamorous this is a pretty glamorous movie I will give it that point because Remot- guess what? <laughs> I reluctantly am giving it that point, because it ain't getting anything else for me. This is not a queer movie in any way.
0: <laughs> no, it does not get the queerness point. It
1: didn't even try. No. So that's a solid two, uh, and it fits perfectly at the lower bottom end of <laughs> our list of films.
0: Yeah, remember, the lowest you can score is one, so yeah, two is... Uh well done to everyone involved yeah deserved (laughs) praise i would say (laughs) next time on kiss kiss bang bang we continue our thunderball season with another spy movie cashing in on the bond phenomenon this time starring thunderball's own adolfo celli plus lois maxwell bernard lee and connery neil connery Wait, Sean's what? younger brother is the star for the 1967 Italian spy comedy, OK Connery. Neither of us have ever seen it, but I feel confident in saying that it will not be OK. Oh, God. I mean, ah, <laughs>
1: uh, hey, it can't be as bad as this, right?
0: Can't it? I mean, <laughs> right? I'm it's, crying again. Why more... am I crying?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it's 60s, so it'll be... St- funny and stylish maybe like it, it it has potential to be an interesting curiosity okay i
1: interesting is really what i'm gonna latch on to there you can follow kiss kiss bang bang on twitter and instagram at KKBBPod, pod or send us mm, Messages at kisskissbangbangpod <laughs> at gmail.com. You can also follow our individual Twitter accounts at Wheeler and at Shane Came back Please share, like, rate, review, follow all the things kisskissbangbang on your preferred podcasting and social media platforms. Our graphics provided by the incredibly talented Carl Shura, and you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at CARLSHURA. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is recorded in Toronto on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. We acknowledge that we're settlers on unceded territory. We like to end every episode with a great piece of Bond-related music. Andrew, what are we signing off
0: with this week? (laughs) had to do it, Shane. Since we're on the subject of weird takes on Thunderball, it is time to introduce some country music to our playlist with one of the strangest alternative bomb themes ever recorded. It is Johnny Cash's Thunderball. There's a rumble in the sky and all the world can hear a call. They shudder at the fury of the mighty Thunderball. Thunderball. I can't believe that this is a thing. But, I mean, I've heard it before, of course. Going back to what we were talking about last Power time, Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the original song for Thunderball. The Shirley Bassey recorded it. Then, as you mentioned, they extended but it to make it fit the credits, and Shirley Bassey was not available, so Dion Warwick re-recorded it. And then they still didn't like Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because it didn't have the word Thunderball in the title. <laughs> they ended up with Tom Jones' Thunderball, but Johnny Cash apparently, from what I was reading, submitted a song, for consideration, He oh. was like, well... I could write a song called Thunderball, and you're listening to it now, and uh, it has no relationship to the movie. It's a completely different a style. Man. It's wild. It's weird. I kind of love it. I'm not going to lie. It has a camp quality.
1: <laughs> yeah. From the, the opening, like, dum of the trumpets, and the very, very Johnny Cash style of song that it is... Yeah, it is there such is an outlier, but I kind of would have loved ball. to have seen it, you know? I mean, the other two <laughs> options are far better,
0: for sure. But, but still, I ca- it's a it's a bop. <laughs> it makes no sense. And I don't know what Johnny Cash was No, nope. It's like he'd never seen a Bond movie, but he's like, well, I, I guess this will sell some Bundle records. So. It's bizarre, and I'm glad, and we glad that we have it. Yeah, me too. Unlike this film. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, and until next time. Bundle kiss, kiss. Bang, bang.